Pinball Nerds Podcast. I said, haven't you heard? Be a pinball nerd. Come spread the word. Be a pinball nerd. If you don't, you're absurd. Be a pinball nerd. Pinball Nerds Podcast. Welcome back, pinball nerds, to episode 199 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about something I'm extremely excited for. We're going to be talking about which one of the three Jack Danger dead flip mock-ups uh, I like best and which manufacturers I think would be best suited to make them. Okay, so I'm very excited for this episode. You heard the Muppet Babies, the original like 1985 Muppet Babies uh, theme song there. I'm not using the new Junior Muppets. Come on, only the original for me. Um, that might have been a small hint as to one of the three. So for those of you who don't know, I will let you know that uh, my buddy Jack Danger actually put up uh, mock-ups. Um, he basically posted on Facebook, he says here, this is merely daydreaming Photoshop, folks. Uh, but if we wish hard enough, dot, dot, dot. So, of course, if you've got enough people wanting a game, enough people requesting a company to ask for a license, eventually, at some point, the marketing department has to sit down and look at if it's going to be a viable product. Not just as everyone's been talking about recently in pinball about do you have enough passionate people on the team, but is it financially viable? Is there, There's no way to tell if a machine's going to be a hit ahead of time. But there is a way to tell if a machine's going to be a flop. And if there isn't the right demographic, if there isn't the right people, if there isn't a large enough demographic that is 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 not only a large number of people, but a large number of people who have a high higher chance of actually purchasing pinball machines, then, you know, the, the machines don't get made because they're not going to sell enough. So just going over these three, I am right now on thisweekinpinball.com. Um, so I am just reading here straight up uh, from there, talking about the Dead Flip mock-ups. Our friend Jack Danger from Dead Flip was busy this week mocking up cabinet artwork for The Muppet Show, Pokemon, and Little Shop of Horse Pimble Ideas. When asked about these pins, he shared on Facebook, and of course the quote I just said, this is merely daydreaming, folks, but if we wish hard enough. So, hmm, what is Jack Danger up to, right? Um, they also mentioned here at the bottom... Also, a huge congrats to Deadflip on his four-year Twitch partnership anniversary for getting his very own trading card. How cool was that? I did see that this weekend as well. Got to go see, I believe, Walter Day it is, and go down there in the Twin Galaxies and get a pinball card. I mean, there's not that many pinballers. I know Roger Sharp has one, and I don't know outside of that, really. Um, Jack Danger, who else, really, you know? So that is so cool. But this, uh, I did find out from the podcast, not the website, the This Week in Pinball podcast. Um, go listen to that. That's got uh, Chris Haper, formerly from Slap Save, as well as Zach Many. Um, and they were talking about this, and it really got me thinking. So Chris Haper had said that he believed that The Muppet Show would be the best one to get done, and I believe Zach agreed with him. And they both, well, Chris definitely said that he thought that Jersey Jack Pinball would be the best to make The Muppet Show. The next, they both poo-pooed, to use a Zach Many quote there, they both poo-pooed uh, the Pokemon 
uh, the pro model, that the mock-ups were done, all the hard time, work, and energy. And I don't even think they said the artwork wasn't rad. I think they liked the artwork. I just don't think they get the theme. And here's what I don't think they understand is how friggin' popular Pokemon is. But I'll get back to that in a second. So, Little Shop of Horrors. Um, early early 90s or late 80s movie with Rick Moranis. Shout out to good old Toronto, Ontario there. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He doesn't act anymore. I, honestly, my sons know who the Muppets are. So I'm talking about a 10-year-old to 14-year-old who are, you know, fairly, uh, fairly, you know, down with what's happening and the, the, the today's trends, if you would. Uh, this week trending in pinball mock-ups. No, okay, okay. Um, but basically, when you're looking at, at at these, they would have no clue who Little Shop of Horses. In fact, I had to go watch. I recognize the name. I had to go watch the YouTube trailer to figure out what the heck Little Shop of Horrors is, okay? So it's not that I don't think that a pinball manufacturer could have made this and made money. I don't think they could make it and make money right now. The nostalgia factor for that movie is very, very strong with a couple like hardcore nerds, um, hardcore pinball nerds probably as well, but... Overall, the percentage of people outside of North America that could even name that movie is extremely low. Um, I'm very confident by how campy it was that it was not a huge hit in places like Africa. And who knows? Maybe Egypt's favorite movie is Little Shop of Horrors. I have no clue. Maybe they love watching a big, weird, creepy, screaming plant. I don't know. But I just... I do know one thing. I do know one thing. Um... Jack was right to put all three of these on here because all three of these kind of have a different feel. And I think the artwork done by all of them is incredible. I think that uh, they also mentioned on uh, This Week in Pinball that it was, it was something really weird. What's the artist's name? It was like Gorilla. No. Girl Meets Gorilla, I believe. I'm going to Google it. I have to find out now. Um, I do want to do a side note here to thank the Canadian Pinball Podcast. I just listened to their most recent episode. Thank you very much, boys. And it is entitled, New Theme Song in Town. So go check that out. I'm not going to tell you who made the theme song, but it might have been my buddy Melvis Megaphone and I. That's all I'll say. But go listen to the episode. Check it out for yourself. Um, I'm, I really, really appreciate them using it. Uh, Mike and Tony, you did not need to feel like you need to use that in your Canadian Pinball Podcast, but I appreciate that you did. And thanks for listening, putting the new episode up. I listened to the first two minutes. I'm going to go relax, have myself a little bit of a late brekkie, brekkie after this. I had my son's uh, track and field championships this morning and was out there all morning. So going to have a little late brekkie with my wonderful wife, Danielle. And she is so kind. Do you know what she did? Right as I was starting my podcast, she didn't know if I was starting it or not. I was kind of just getting my Pokemon music ready for later, okay? My Pokemon theme song music that's going to send you out. I was getting my Muppet Babies come true. I was getting everything ready to go for you guys. And she went into the bathroom and brought with her the coffee grinder with all the beans to ground the coffee in there in case I had started the podcast. And not even so much maybe just for me, but for you, the listener. So don't worry. It's not just Orbital Albert here for you. It's also, it's also I got to think of a cool pinball name, but something Danielle. Um, 
How about doesn't flip a lot, Danielle? I'm just kidding. Um, oh, she heard that. See, that was funny. Uh, okay, going back to this, go listen to the most episode, the most recent episode of the Canadian Pinball Podcast. When you're done mine, of course, listening to all 200 of mine. Oh, wait, I'm not at 200. I'm at 199. Tomorrow, which will be uh, Thursday, May 23rd, in around 7 p.m.-ish, I'll say 7.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time to be safe, I'm going to be doing a live recording of the Pinball Nerds podcast well, uh, or and or either at the start or just before we actually go on air doing the live stream, and I can let you know the guests. Close your close your ears now. Turn down the volume. You got three seconds if you don't want the spoiler alert. Uh, it's not that big of a spoiler, but it is really cool for my show. I'm very excited to have him, Mr. Jeff Teolis of. Uh, Pinball profile, of course, as you all know. Uh, he'll be coming to do the live stream. He's going to be our special guest for episode 200. I couldn't be more stoked. I couldn't think of someone better to have. Uh, he kindly enough had me on his show there a couple weeks ago, and I loved doing that. And I can't wait to just ask him some things I'm curious about. Um, and if you guys have any questions you'd like me to ask Jeff Teolis, um, I certainly would like to get those. You can send me a message. Uh, through the Pinball Nerds Podcast Facebook group, or you can just send it to pinballnerds at gmail.com. But, uh, what was I talking about here? Let's go back to which one of these three that we think would be the best, okay? So I'm going to say the theme does not do it for me as far as Little Shop of Horrors. But you know who I bet you it would fall in line with? I think that the manufacturer, and I'm going to say this is my third favorite of all of them, okay? So we're going to go third to first here. Third place, and I love the artwork, so please don't, oh, that's who I wanted to look up, girl, girl, girl meets gorilla, something like that. Um, I think that Spooky Pinball would be the right people to make this if it was going to be made, and I'm not even saying, uh, do you know what I mean? I'm not even saying that it necessarily would be the right place. Do you know what I mean? But I think it, if anyone would do it, the reason is because spooky pinball, first of all, you know, horror movies and all that kind of stuff. And that kind of goes with them. It's spooky, whoo, scatty, spooky. And, uh, more importantly, honestly, I don't think more than 500 people would be interested in buying this. Of course, if the shots are incredible, and I've said this before, um, if the shots are incredible, nobody cares about the theme. If the mechs are cool, if they if they get the assets, if they have cool video, but mostly if the shots are rad, people will buy the freaking machine. You know, the shots are rad is the top thing. Um, Wicked awesome code is the third thing, and then everything else is underneath that, like the mechs and the artwork and everything else. I know there's people who have bought pinball machines for artwork. I know there's people people who bought pinball machines for mechs, but mostly people buy pinball machines because they love shooting it, I think, anyways. Um, and there is some people who only buy strictly on theme, but those aren't really normally, you know, like tournament players or people who are playing a lot. Um, I don't know. So let me take a look here. Uh, I was so close. Oh, I think I found it. It's not Girl Meets Gorilla. I think it's girl meets, no, ape meets girl. Oh my gosh, that's not even the right thing. I'm going to post it to the uh, Pinball Nerds 
podcast Facebook page, okay? Because I forget the artist's name and it's not on here. And I feel bad, but I will search it and he's a cool artist. Um, actually, just go over and listen to This Week in Pinball if you haven't yet. They mentioned the name of the artist there. That's where you want to get all your pinball news because it's the best place. Am I right? Um, so taking a look here, definitely I think Spooky, if anyone's the best people to make this. It's kind of creepy, it's kind of weird, and I don't think more than 500 people would get it. Plus, I don't believe that Spooky has a distribution network to get much out of North America. And again, I could be wrong about that, but from what I understand, they're primarily known here in North America. And that's that's where this is going to sell, because I, other than maybe a couple people in Europe, again, unless the game shoots great, then everybody's going to buy it. They won't even care what if the movie was any good whatsoever at all, right? So I think number two here would be The Muppet Show. I got to disagree with Chris Haper and Zach Meany here. The Muppet Show is far more well-known. It does have a larger international audience, and... But let's be honest, the Muppet Show peaked in the 80s or 90s when there was that cartoon going, the Muppet Babies, like the, the song I play at the start. There was the full Muppet Show. Um, you know, Miss Piggy was huge. Kermity Frog here, uh, reporting live from the uh, Pinburg um, tournament. Uh, I've got uh, Keith Ellowen's about to go against um, Roger Sharp, uh, can you believe Roger Sharp made it to the finals of Pinburg? Okay, sorry, I will never do that voice again. But anyways, The Muppet Show I think would do very well, but I believe the right company to do The Muppet Show would be Stern. And here's why. Let me tell you why. Sorry. Sorry. I completely, I completely, completely mess it up. I do agree with Chris that... The, the right people to do this would be um, Jersey Jack. And the reason I pivoted on this, I will get to when we get to Pokemon next. Because I do think that uh, Stern could do a great job with it. Stern is really good at getting assets. Stern's very well known. They have a great distribution network. Um, but I think there's just so many toys and so many mechs that you would need in The Muppet Show that I think that Jersey Jack would be better to do it. The, and the reason that I think Pokemon should be made by Stern is because, first of all, they have a better international distribution network, by far, than Jersey Jack. They uh, have experience shipping to all places all over the world. And Pokemon, although massive in North America, is way bigger in Asia and is actually huge throughout the world. So this is the number one reason. And, and Stern can keep up with the demand that Pokemon's going to get. Because Pokemon, I'll tell you right now, Little Shop of Horrors, I don't think, no matter how good the game was, would sell much more than 500. The Muppet Show I could see doing maybe 2,500, 2,000 to 2,500. Again, if the game is legit and awesome. But Pokemon could be one of the best-selling games. I truly believe this. I don't know if it can do better than Star Wars, but I truly believe that it would be right up there and could possibly surpass anything we've seen made since the 80s. And I'll tell you why. This is why right here. Okay. All I did is I put into Google, how many people have downloaded Pokemon Go? So don't change the channel yet. I'm not going to nerd out too much about Pokemon Go, even though I absolutely love it. And I did happen to get nine shiny Torchics at that last community day last Sunday. You know what I'm saying, Pokemon players? Anyways, my son only got seven. He was very upset he didn't beat me for once. Usually Owen has better shiny luck than me, but it's Pokemon's been away. I used to make fun of Pokemon. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was even too nerdy for this pinball nerd here, Orbital Albert, back in the day. But 
the best, uh, oh, oh, sorry, I was trying to look at this. How many people have uploaded it? So this is not coming from like some just like someone wrote this on Reddit or something like that or some pin pin side goof, okay? This is like legit. This is coming from Variety.com uh, and it says here, the 800 million figure hints that the game shows no sign of slowing down anytime soon as its rapid increase from 650 million downloads announced at the Game Developers Conference in March shows Pokemon Go has made the Pokemon Company an impressive amount of money through microtransactions. So this shows, and it kind of has a little chart here showing how much money they've made and the crazy amounts of money they've made. Pokemon Go was like, the game that wouldn't go away. It came out years ago, and like two years after it came out, I think last summer, it was still ranked in the top 10. Um, not like newest or hottest or trending, but it was still ranked in the top 10 uh, for like how much revenue it brought in, okay? So it's a tremendous game. It's more of a scavenger hunt. I don't own any Pokemon cards. I don't have any Pokemon comics. I don't watch any Pokemon movies. I'm not going to see... Detective Pikachu, unless I lose a bet with one of my kids or something like that, or my wife, and then I have to be the one that takes them to it. But um, I, I'm just not really into Pokemon per se. I just freaking love Pokemon Go because it's a glorified, and I kind of, you know, I, I'll watch the cartoon in the background with my sons. I don't hate it. There's other cartoons I hate worse. But I would buy this in a heartbeat because of how much I love Pokemon, how much I love pinball. There's even there uh, at one of the Buffalo pinball tournaments, uh, Buffalo Summer Open, I believe. Was it last year or the year before? They had like a Pokemon pinball, whatever, like mixture, like a, a tournament that involved both of them and somehow a scoring. So that's really cool as well. So now you're going 800 million. Okay, that sounds, that sounds like a lot, right? So then you take... Um, then I looked at how many people live on the planet. There's 7.53 billion people. So, if I did the math here, right, which I've got the calculator here in front of me, if you divide 7.5 billion times 800 million people who have uh, downloaded the game, that means one in 9.375 people. Now, how do they split that one person into three? Okay, sorry, bad dad joke of the day. Okay, so basically one in nine people on the friggin' planet have played Pokemon Go. Like, took the time and energy to download the frickin' game. So that's nuts. There is no other game. And I tried looking up the stats even for Mario and stuff like that. There is no other game out there even close to this. Um, so just in number of sales, when you look up the top five franchises on the planet, uh, this is coming off vgsales.fandom.com. And uh, I just literally Googled uh, best-selling video game franchises, right? So it shows here, and this is updated fairly recently, it looks like. Um, it shows here the best-selling franchise of all time is, of course, Mario. Okay. Mario has sold $627 million worth. Well, we know that the video games aren't a dollar each. So there's no way that they could have sold $627 million, even at that $20 price point you're looking at, you know, one twentieth of that. So one twentieth of 600 million sold. I don't have units here that would have been nice to have, but what I can tell you is between Super Mario Brothers, Mario Kart, Mario Sports, Mario Party, uh, Mario RPG, 
they are in the $627 million in sales. Now check this out, because Mario started about 20 years before Pokemon. Pokemon didn't come out, I think Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue didn't come out until Game Boy, which would have been early 90s, right? So at least, at least 15 year, 10, 15 year head start for Mario. Um, so Pokemon is at 301 million, 301.5 million, don't forget about that, 500,000 extra uh, in sales, and that's from only two Pokemon Main Series, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Pokemon Main Series is 231 million of that, so it's most of it, okay? So, believe it or not, number three is Grand Theft Auto, number four is FIFA, and number five is Call of Duty. So, here's the crazy part. We already know people who love gaming love Pokemon. One in nine freaking people on the planet have done a Pokemon Go. Then the Pokemon series is the second best-selling video game series on the friggin' planet. Then, even more importantly, this is what will break your mind. When I'm playing Pokemon Go, it's you don't just see parents with their kids there. You see a lot of adults not with their kids. You see a large number of Pokemon Goers that you probably wouldn't see sitting there playing Game Boy Advance Color trying to catch shinies, but you would see walking around and legitimately doing it. And if you look at the top YouTubers online who are doing this, uh, Mystic7 is probably the second biggest one uh, right up there with Trainer Tips. Trainer Tips is by far the largest with the most number of subs and followers, and he has millions upon millions of them, right? So, I mean, and especially between his Instagram and everything else. So Pokemon Go is, is dying. It's definitely on the way down, but it's not dead yet. Uh, like that article is just from March where they went from what the one year 650 million to so when you have 150 million people who upload your your game that year it's not dead it's just not okay and these are individual ISPs from what I understand these are individual it could be some people like believe me Pokemon Go is not the game you ever switch accounts on like I mean you'd rather switch accounts on Grand Theft Auto and have to do every single mission on hard again okay so this is huge, and this is growing, and that's just the Pokemon Go people. That's not including, we haven't even scratched the surface on their biggest selling, most popular thing, which is the cards. Then you have all those people, and guess what? A lot of those people who are playing Warcraft or Minecraft or, uh, like, like, a lot of these games are also gamers. They're not just people who only play Dungeons and Dragons. They're also huge, huge gamers, which means they could be huge pinballers, right? And there's that interest among us. I know even the Eclectic, Eclectic Gamers uh, podcast. Shout out to Mr. Dennis Kriesel, um, who's from that show. Him and his his partner there, and his name is just gone from my mind as I thought of it, but... Um, the, they talk about half video games and half pinball, and that works because there's so many people who love pinball and video games, right? So um, even my good buddy Eric Norwood, who I'm going to be doing a podcast with, hopefully this coming Monday. Oh, I'll be walking the Bruce. I'll be doing one with him very shortly. Um, and we're going to be counting down the top 10 best retro pinball video games of all time, like Y2K and before, all the way back to the 70s when Atari made the first one. Basically a Pong version of ping, pinball, okay? So, anyways, what I was getting at is that, without a doubt, there is marketing clout big time for Pokemon. The problem is, it might be very, very hard to attain that. And if one company can get it, and this is another reason why I thought, because I still think Jersey Jack could make a killer Pokemon game, don't get me wrong. I just think Stern has way bigger... Um, 
I know they have a way bigger facility. I know they have more workers and I know that this game would be more popular. So I think Stern would be the best to make it. And it wouldn't need that many. Let's be honest. You don't need with Muppet Babies. You need animal like uh, well, I think it was Zach saying you need to see animal up there playing the drums and, uh, you know, you got to hit that bash toy or something like that. And then the two grumpy guys up in the play field, I know he said that as well. Like, yeah, that you're going to need a lot of, a lot of mechs and a lot of things going on. You really just need the Pokeball and maybe like, I don't know, obviously it'd be cool to have a, like a Charizard in there and a couple of the different Pokemon, but you're, you're not going to need to have really the depth that you would have to have in a Muppet show. And that's why I think Jersey Jack might be better to do that one. Um, but all three of these games look super rad. They look super awesome. I, I hope, my hope sincerely is that Pokemon gets made, but I'd also be pretty stoked about a Muppet show. I think I'd actually be more excited about Pokemon than I am Willy Wonka, or it'd be very, very, very close because I grew up loving Willy Wonka. But like for the last five years, I've gone to every single solitary Pokemon community day. Like literally I've taken time off work or switched my shift so I could go to community day every month. Um, the world's most okayest pintern, Mr. Ian Harewer, who recently came back from getting second to only Bo and Karens at the, uh, New York City, uh, New York City Pinball Championships. Uh, go, go ahead and listen to that last episode. He talks all about getting second, by the way. Hopefully I didn't spoil that for anyone, but you've already had a couple days to watch it if you wanted to watch it, right? So anyways, I know without a doubt that the Muppet Show could be a hit, but I just think people in North America, especially like men over 30, underestimate how huge of a hold Pokemon has on the entire planet. And I don't care if Stern had to pay more than the reported $1 million that was paid for the license of the Beatles. If they were to get Pokemon, bet my bottom booty that this freaking machine would be your best international seller in a long time. I, I, I would, I would, I would say that without a doubt, I still think it would do great within North America. Of course, you've got to have good shots and all that other jazz. You need to have a successful game, but mark my words that if Pokemon gets made or picked up by somebody, it will be, Oh no, wait, not, I shouldn't say that because it wasn't Dutch pinball. Who was the other, maybe highway pinball highway pinball had wanted to do a Pokemon. I thought, or something like that. Maybe that was a different theme. Anyways, it has to be done correctly. It has to be done by a, a pinball manufacturer who knows what they're doing for it to hit right. But this would hit, I know a lot of people think it's only kids that like this, but it's actually a, a large sum of people that were kids or teenagers in the 80s and 90s who grew up watching the Pokemon cartoons, people maybe even younger than me, uh, and, and, you know, like maybe slightly younger because I'm going to be well, I'm going to be 39 in like a month and a half, right? So I'm almost 40. I'm talking people who do have money between like 25 and 35 that were huge into playing Pokemon and maybe they don't play with the cards so much or watch the cartoons, but geez, if they could get that nostalgia factor, you now have that whole segment as well, right? So without further ado, I'm going to get the heck out of here and say goodbye, everybody. I'm going to send you out with the Pokemon theme song. And uh, I did just want to say thank you so much to everybody. Um, I have a big announcement for my next show. I am uh, so excited and stoked to do 200 shows. Thank you so much for everyone who's ever listened to even one episode once. Um, oh, I just can't. I got to tell you guys. I'm going to announce it right now. I hit 
200, so 200,000. I hit 10,000 listens. So thank you guys so much for that. I really appreciate it. I'm going to be doing a little bit of a, 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 maybe a meet and greet or listening party or something in the future. Cause I just really appreciate that. Um, yeah, make sure you listen tomorrow. I'm going to be doing an interview with Jeff Teolis, and then make sure you watch the Pimmel Nerds podcast, all lowercase, no spaces, on my Twitch channel around 7.30. If you'd like to see some Black Knight Sword of Rage being streamed from the pinup bar um, in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, very excited to go down there. You guys should check out pinup if you haven't as well. It's five bucks to get in through the door. All you can play Awesome craft beer, tons of awesome craft beer actually there. I was blown away by the number of new cans they had. Really fun environment, really positive experience, great place to go. Until next time, eat, sleep, breathe, pin up, pinball. Pokemon! Oh, you're my best friend! Pokemon! Pokemon. Mega Charizard DX!